Two random dudes invest. Hey, I'm Danilo. And I'm Brent. And this is Two Random Dudes. Invest! If you're just starting to invest or thinking about investing, this is the show for you. We'll help you build the tools, strategies, and mindset to become a better investor. And now to the dudes. Dude. 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 What's up, investors? Exciting episode today. What are we talking about here, Brent? All right, so today we're going to be talking about whether you can be actively trading stocks, you can be swing trading stocks, you can be like picking which stocks you're going to put into your portfolio while also having a job, whether that's a nine to five job, whether you're a solopreneur, you're a gig worker, maybe you're a a bartender, waitress, whatever it may be, can you also have a stock portfolio on the side that you have to actively trade? Or should you be in a a managed fund through your bank or maybe ETFs, which are electronically traded funds, uh, which are basically a basket of stocks that you can buy. They can be in various sectors. They can represent an entire country's economy. They can represent Europe. They can represent Africa. They can represent uh, EV stocks, mm-hmm. innovation stocks, yeah. ETFs. There's a wide range of them. We're going to have other episodes where we talk about specific ones. But today's question is, should you be in ETFs and funds while having a job? Or should you actively, can you actively trade and swing trade on the side? Did I say that right? In a, like a nutshell, like how active can you get? without like losing your, your marbles over your stock market. Thinking about it. When you're day. like at work and you're just like, uh, you see that red when you check your phone, it's like, oh, and then you're, like, you're having a bad day. And like, you want to avoid that. I think that's overall, we agree that like we shifted to a more like a lifestyle approach. So we want to invest, but we don't want this to, like the goal of investing is to have freedom. Yeah. And not to be stressed out about stocks. We want freedom and develop our wealth and like having we're developing our strategies to do that. Um, but you said an interesting point. So we have like options about the ETFs, managed funds. Um, some are managed actively. Some are like just offered by the banks, right? Yeah. And you had a good story about your bank, how you kind of got into investing. Yeah. So that's actually how I started with investing. Well, in Canada, it's a good for your business. So as a business owner, uh, putting money into your RSP which in the U.S. it's a 401k for retirement. Uh, so I put it for there because you save on taxes. Fantastic. So the bank offers me like this 3% guarantee on my sum. I was like, that sounds good. And I didn't know anything about it. All ecological. It was all legit. Uh, but then after a month or two, I, was, I did my research. Due diligence, as it were. I read this book, Millionaire Teacher. And the average return from the S&P 500, which is an index fund, is 8% historically. Over time, if you over hold it for time, like 30 like, years, yeah. Yeah, if you average out over like 30 years, maybe not like year per year. So why not just put it into that as opposed to 3%? So the bank is probably taking that 5% for themselves. So I actually didn't know you could cancel that. I actually just paid $200 to get my money out of the, the bank and just put into Questrade and manage it myself take my finances into my own hands. I'm like, uh, I'm doing this. I didn't know anything about it, but like a year later we're doing this, which is like 
crazy. Yeah. But so, so basically, uh, I think the important thing with bank funds, and this is like just from all the research that I've been doing, mm. is the main difference between like ETFs and bank funds. Bank funds aren't bad. They're not terrible. Mm. I mean, for years, they've helped people grow their wealth. But the main difference can come in uh, the bank funds can have fees ranging from like 1% to 3%, like mm. their fees. Mm. And that doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, but it can be a lot over 20, 30 years. Mm. That can, like, and the difference is a lot of uh, electronically traded funds, you can buy a basket of stocks w- which represent the S&P or whatever, and the, the, the fee can be like 0.3%. Mm. So the difference between 0.3% and 2% doesn't sound like a lot, but over mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 years, it can represent thousands and thousands of dollars that you're missing out on for the same products. So that's why, for me too, uh, a long time ago, I had... I took my money out of funds. But again, funds might work for some people. They might have a fund that they've been putting money into and it grows mm-hmm. and they just trust their bank and all you have to do is, you know, put your your you get your paycheck and then automatically everything's just kind of divided and for some people that works. Mm-hmm. Again, this question is like does that work because you now have time to concentrate on your family and your work and then you don't have to worry about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for us, we want to we're different than you. We want to actively manage our yeah. funds but what yeah. i'm realizing is with now with the economy coming back and my photo business growing again mm-hmm. i think for me i have to take a different approach as things are picking up we're not a, by the computer every single uh, day ready to uh, check up on the latest uh, updates on uh, the sfp 500 and you Dow Jones the real- and like i got my updates like you can't have the updates all the time things are changing in our lifestyle and want to adapt our lifestyle and our vesting to like blend well yeah so do you think that because we we disagree on this right like we that's what's good about it but that's a good you think that you can have your business and you can swing trade on the side mm. and trade on the side or what, what did you what was mm, yeah, oh, yeah. So it, shit. It, it gets in the nitty gritty of it? like terminology i think we both agree that we can't day trading day trading that means like trading stocks buy and sell sell and buy the same day while doing a full-time job that's like a bridge waiting to be burned or whatever whatever analogy you want to use it it's it's statistically not good yeah it's just it's gonna go bad uh, unless you got really really good risk management and that's where we get like heated up day trading is like you're competing versus the algorithms the hedge funds doing all these shady things swing trading is where I think with good risk management, it's possible to grow your wealth with time. Right now, my thesis is I could do swing trading part-time and long-term and try that. So what is swing trading? As an excellent... What are, what, like, what is swing trading? Uh, like, what's your definition of swing trading? Yeah, so swing trading would be to buy a stock, hold it for like two, three, four weeks, Sometimes it could be like a month or two. You're trading the momentum because you think it's going to go up. The fundamentals of the company has to be right. It's not just a random stock. Like a day trading, it could just be any stock. Mm-hmm. It could, they could be uh, selling paper clips or, uh, or flying ships. Like the person doesn't care as long as the, the te- technical analysis makes sense. Yeah. Unless there's some news that we should know about. Yeah, so that's swing trading. Okay, cool. Um, I think that to swing trade... I still think it's very active mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think with swing trading that it's still speculating. I mean, 
everything with stocks, we're speculating that the price is going to go up. So mm-hmm. even yeah. if you think you believe in Apple or you believe in Amazon mm-hmm. and you think that that company in 10 years from now is going to be bigger, you're speculating that it's going to be bigger. It, mm. yeah. So if we say any different, like, yeah, we call it investing and, and all that. But at the end of the day, like I've really become like, I have to feel the Zen of the fact that we are technically gambling because mm. like people who go to the race track, they say the same thing. They like do their study, you know, they study all the horses. They say mm. this horse is stronger and it comes from a mom and dad that are just strong and it should be super fast. And it won yeah. this race and that race. So it should mm. win the next. Yeah. Um, stocks are the same. Now, the thing with stocks is there's a lot of horses that win mm-hmm. and uh, there are a lot more fundamentals and, and you know, companies that you can put your money into that are consistently making money and that mm. will hopefully consistently make money over long term period so f- the mentality that i have now is that i'm really trying to create a portfolio and stocks that i could go on a trip for like 10 20 years no and that stock is going to be around so again it's the same thing that i do with my crypto like 80 percent of my holdings are going to be in companies that i believe in to the debt like i, I my mm. goal is not to sell first off if those stocks grow I'm not going to pay taxes when I sell them if it's out of my TFSA Mm -hmm. or my RSP. Uh, And at the same time, the worry is going to go away. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't think that you can swing trade. Uh, I really think that day traders, for the most part, online that say they're successful are not. Because, again, there's a lot of studies that show that they're not. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just trying to get money from people. I mean, trading companies, the reason exchanges make money is when a lot of people are trading. So there's, they have an incentive for you to trade a lot. Yeah. My goal is to just trade and avoid the swings, avoid all that, and just kind of get in here and hold it through the thick and thin of all that. All that. Randomness. Fun jazz. <laughs> yeah, we're well, absolutely right about the companies. Like Robinhood, their app is designed to be like a gambling. It's like a gambling machine. It wants you to buy and like it actually suggests allegedly as suggest things that are more risky for you to lose money basically they actually make money from the volume of trades they can get from the people because then they sell that to other companies right yeah, they sell it to like Cit- citadel i think citadel is one of the hedge funds the i don't honestly it it's like gargantua they own the money to borrow the money they borrow the, i don't know how it works so that's why financial literacy is super important like we've been doing this for like a year and we still kind of don't know and i'm like i want to die well i've been doing it for 10 years remember yeah, yeah you've been doing it for like, like i've been i've been in for yeah, 10 this years channel, and channel, uh, huh? channel, this channel this channel for yeah, you yeah 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 but we like still don't know the we're learning workings of like we're learning all the time but citadel i think it's the one that borrows the money to the platforms it's, it's a complicated thing like we don't even understand how it works uh so it's good to you know ask do questions. research on that yeah, yeah, yeah. And yo, if you know a lot, uh, comment below like what you know about Citadel. Let us know also in the comments below what you think. Like, do you think that you can hold your job and focus and have a successful job while also um, swing trading and trading? Do you think that trading is gambling? Mm. Do you think that, uh, well, day trading, do you think that that's gambling? Because mm. I do think it's kind of gambling. And can you do it while not going insane and just going crazy yeah. about like, the red days. Yeah. Cause my goal at the end of the day is to first off education first. So I would rather put money into my education and bettering myself and becoming a better human being and also putting more money into my business so that that can grow and also mm-hmm. treating my clients with the respect that they deserve for the mm-hmm. money that they pay me. 
uh, and not have my mind on other things. And during the last year and a half, it was okay to do that. Mm-hmm. But the last four to five months, I've really been kind of making it so that my portfolio is standalone and it needs a little bit, some finessing here and there, mm-hmm. but it can be done just a few hours with a few hours of work a week. I think both of us are shifting towards going towards a more passive. We're getting less active because things were like, we had more time because pandemic, things slowed down, but now things are picking up. Ain't nobody got time to like check up on the stocks. Yeah. You want to go more passive. And like you said, it's important to just like, you're an amazing photographer and, and you want to deliver that quality all the time. And your mind has to be in that creative space and not in the the space of stacks you know <laughs> like you don't want to be my goal is not to be shooting and thinking about like my portfolio yeah and and, uh-huh. and most people i think it's like i don't think most of us are made for that mm-hmm. i think yeah. at the end of the day i'm i'm a creative you're a creative mm-hmm. and yeah. it's two different minds mm-hmm. yeah uh, but i have noticed that getting into the analytics of what we're doing in the stock market mm-hmm. for some reason it gives me a break off my creative mind Mm-hmm. And there's also the creative mind that you have to use when you're like doing your research into companies mm-hmm. that you think are going to be successful in the future. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do think that they've, they've been feeding each other well, but feeding each other well when I'm not obsessed on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent point about like balancing both brain hemispheres. But I think like at the end, <laughs> good old Siri. <laughs> After all the whole tricks again. <laughs> what were you saying? You made an excellent point about, yes, like focusing on the clients. and But also, as uh, entrepreneurs, you have like a decision. You could put money into two, three, four hours of maybe studying about different stocks, putting time into that. Or we could put money into starting a new, uh, a new project, offer new service, and get more income to yeah. put in the stocks. Yeah. And which is more passive. And then... You have more peace of mind, going more passive, focusing on the income rising, and then keeping the investments more passive. Because I think we're going more into the lifestyle design direction with time. Yeah. And, and, and our goal is to, with the channel, also talk more about like creating a lifestyle. Uh, and we call it lifestyle design, architecture, lifestyle architecture, whatever you may, you know. The goal is to live a life that is designed in a way that you have the least amount of stress, a lot of happiness, and, and you're doing things that fulfill you. Going back to the stocks and whether or not you know you should be in ETFs or funds, mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to give what I'm my goal is, and mm-hmm. it's going to be an approach of investing, having a portion that's set aside for stocks that I want to be in for a long-term mm-hmm. perspective. Like I'm talking 10, 15, 20 years, like I said earlier, yeah. maybe for life. And then also having ETFs, electronically traded funds, that are invested in various markets. So I'm gonna allocate a certain percentage of my capital to European markets. I'm gonna uh, allocate another part to the American markets, to Canadian markets, um, and spread it around in a way that uh, as, as the income's coming in, every mm-hmm. month I'm going to uh, put money into those funds. We're starting to get practical. Yeah. Like, what do we do in the end? Like, it's all great, uh, Brenton Danilo, but what, what do we do? Well, yeah, so to add to that, like I like to invest into things I believe will like give some sort of positive impact as naive or like possible that is. That's why I like EVs. I think it's positive, but there's some negative sides too that we'll maybe dive into other videos. But like, that's why I put it into ARK Invest um, EGFs, which are 
actively uh, manage the ETFs and some ETFs are uh, passive. So that's good to, uh, to note and to get informed about because they're not all the same. Yeah. Um, I like ARK ETFs because they manage it for you and then you don't have to do all the thinking. They just, uh, if something, if the markets change, they adapt, they do the changes. Of course it went up and now it went down and everybody's like the entire internet is hitting Kathy Woods because her like fund went down 20%, but like it went up whatever. Hundreds of percent. Hundreds of percent in the last, like, yeah. you know. I guess the thing to caution with those is that there's a big difference. Like you really have to look at the funds too. Like at mm -hmm. the end of the day, either way, even if you're gonna, if you're going to passively invest and you're going to put your money into a bank fund or these ETFs, these actively traded ETFs, mm -hmm. um, I think that we have to really, really put our, you have to put a lot of effort in at the beginning. You, like just cause you're going to passively invest your money into these index funds, mm -hmm. you still have to put a lot of research in at the beginning yeah. and really look at the companies that they put their money into. Mm. Because sometimes like I've been talking to people and they don't, they don't even realize that a fund that they put their money into is maybe 20% into Apple stock. Mm. And then you hear that person say like, I would never put my money into Apple, mm. but just by putting their money into a certain fund, they might be putting into Apple or someone might say, I don't like Tesla. Like I would never put my money into Tesla. And then if they have their money in ARK Invest, which is Kathy Woods, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know what the allocation is, but their top holding is Tesla. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at that and then also realize like you can easily put your money into ETFs and be too uh, lopsided towards one industry as well. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. again, it's not passive. You're still doing a lot of research and even mm -hmm. your fund at the bank, you should look at like where that fund, where's the money going? Yeah, that's a good point because that's what happened to me. Uh, the eco fund, it says eco Terra sounds good, doesn't it? But really one of them was like, uh, had all these petroleum companies. I was like, what? what? Yeah. Yo, I was like, okay. I'm going to choose what I'm going to put my money yeah. in. That's why I was like, I got, I got like kind of pissed off because I'm a, I studied environmental sciences and then here they are like kind of flexing this. This is a good point, man. Yeah. Neo Terra. Yeah. That's why it's important to like really like question things. Sometimes, like you say, it's not what you think. Yeah. So it's not what you think. Find out what stocks are in each ETF. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, I think you can be passively investing and putting your money in a little bit by little bit into funds, uh, whether it be with the bank or ETFs that you choose. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think that if you're trying to swing trade and you're trying to make money actively in the markets, mm. that it, it takes up too much attention. It takes too much attention away from your actual job, your actual responsibilities, mm. and that it can be detrimental to one part of your life. Yeah, I think I'd agree with I think for most people, for sure, like passive is the way to go. I like to learn. So I just kind of want to learn about the swing trading. I think it's very hard to do swing trading and do a job on the side, unless you use very good risk management and you have like a really strong strategy and you know what you're doing and you're super disciplined. Like that's not 99% of people. Like even me, I like slipped up and like I'm still up, but you know, I lost like on Ehong uh, because I thought that the market was going to come down and then Turn I, the time. I, well, actually I had a plan and I did not stick to the plan. It's the emotions that get us all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think with discipline, like in time, and I think also going slow into it, let's say I just want to be like, oh, the best trader right away and run a business. Like at the time, it's probably not going to go well. 
But if it's like, okay, I'm gonna learn like slowly, do a couple trades here and there. Like I do one trade at a time now, put my stop losses, like, and I see it as like, it's gambling. Like it could go down, it's money that I could lose. I put a thousand dollars, started with that. Now it's a three and a half, it's great. Hey. But then it could go back down. Like, hey, good job. It's just for learning. That's, it's just wow, for learning. that's really yeah. nice. Um, yeah, and like you said, if there's a part of you that uh, you're gonna wanna like, you, you can also allocate a part of your portfolio as your kind of fun money, your gambling money. Like some mm -hmm. people go to Las Vegas and they say, I'm going to spend a thousand bucks. And mm -hmm. if you have the mindset where you're, you don't have a gambling mindset and you can stop yourself, mm -hmm. sure, like have a little bit of money that you do speculate with. Yeah. Uh, but with the major part of your, the wealth that you've built up, I think that. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to have some due diligence is the best thing. Again, this is not financial advice. We are always two random better, dudes. We're just two random dudes who don't know anything at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, we're just as clueless as everybody else in this beautiful world. Uh, but again, I, I hope that kind of gave like our thoughts on the subject. Yeah. And uh, we hope you stick around. And we hope you see where we're going to go with this. Because uh, over time, I'm sure we're going to kind of been changing our minds constantly about where we want to go. And that's mm. what this channel is all about. It's to kind of show our journey because I think mm. a lot of people are asking the same questions. A lot of people are seeing the markets go wild in different areas with like the game stops and the AMCs and they're hearing mm. about Bitcoin going up and crashing. And our goal is just to kind of give you our explanations on it and, and where we're at with it. And hopefully it can mm. help you kind of relate back to that. Mm. What are we going to talk about in the next episode? What is the next one? It's going to be juicy. What it's going to be real, real bloody juicy. Ah, we're going to talk about volatility in the markets and who can handle it. Like, are we made for that kind of volatility, right? Is that what we're talking about? Because the stocks are going up, down, up, down. Like, can you handle it emotionally? Like, like should all people just go yeah. passive and, and just call it a day? Yeah. Like, not, like a lot of us, we're not made for the swings. We sell when we shouldn't be selling and we buy when we shouldn't be buying because yeah. of like our psychology and the markets are playing that psychology. So we'll talk about that next time. Next time. So again, right. thank you for coming. Hey, two random dudes. Three, two, one, eight. Thanks for joining us on Two Random Dudes Invest, the podcast. If you got any value out of this, we would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using right now. We have a tsunami of content coming your way. And we'll be covering the latest in stocks and crypto. You can see some of these podcasts on YouTube, as well as fun how-tos and daily updates. See ya! See ya!